Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Hey Fighting Podcast, the official podcast of LSU Football. I'm Cody Worsham, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics, coming to you today with what I would call a bonus episode of the podcast. It's a little bit different. I was walking around football ops the other day and bumped into Garrett Brumfield, a former Tiger, finished up his career last year. He's in Baton Rouge right now training, uh, waiting for his time, waiting for a spot, competing for a spot with an NFL team. And when I bumped into Bruiser, I said, hey, I got to have you on the podcast because uh, for those of you who know Bruiser, uh, for those of you who read the story that I wrote on Bruiser last year, which I'll link in the description of this episode, you know he's one of the best guys to talk to about anything, about football, about life, about movies, about music, comedy, anything. Uh, Bruiser is, is as well-versed as they come. So me and Bruiser sat down on Thursday. Uh, I'm recording this Thursday afternoon. We sat down Thursday morning uh, for this episode, and we do talk LSU football. We do talk Florida. We talk about Joe Burrow and Lloyd Cushenberry and this new offense, and we get Barrett's, Garrett's perspective on what it's like to be inside of this LSU-Florida rivalry, but we also veer off topic a good bit and go into a number of things, because when you talk to Garrett, that's just where the conversation goes. So um, for those of you who are looking for the the you know the more hard football, uh, strict X's and O's, that kind of stuff, there's a little bit of that in, in here, but there's also some lighthearted stuff, and I mixed in some audio to, to kind of add to the effect of it. What, I, what I'm saying is it's a little bit more of a laid-back episode. So uh, go into it with, with that mindset if you would, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you want hardcore football preview of the Florida game and you haven't listened to the episode I did with Jacob Hester earlier this week, check that one out. Got a bunch of stuff up at lsusports.net as well, including a feature on Derek Stingley and Jamar Chase, two guys that have grown up going one-on-one against each other and uh, and certainly did that this fall, as I talked about on this podcast, and uh, it's turned into great falls for them on the field as well. So plenty of uh, football stuff there as well. And, and look, me and Garrett talk about football here too, but like I said, we uh, we venture off into the weeds a little bit. So if that's your thing, uh, if you like podcasts that ramble a little bit and go all over the place, this episode has that feel to it. Uh, if you don't, that's okay too. Uh, but I would appreciate your feedback as always. Let me know what you think. If you like this episode, we'll try to do more like it with some former players and some people who have a little more time on their hands than the uh, players right now who are uh, who are competing every day to try to beat Florida and every other team in front of them. So let me know what you think of the episode. Uh, like I said, check out the stuff that we've put up at lsusports.net this week. Great Caleb on Chase on feature that my student Harrison Valentine did. I've got a feature on Stefan Sullivan up there as well, who you've heard on this podcast. Uh, and, and then a feature that I was uh, honored to write on Colton Moore, the, the the young fan from Alabama with spina bifida who came to campus last weekend and absolutely inspired everybody that he came across. So uh, definitely go check all those up at lsusports.net. Uh, in the meantime, I know the Florida game is right around the corner, so uh, me and Garrett do talk about that. But like I said, the conversation does wander just a little bit. So hopefully uh, you enjoy that. Hopefully you're fired up for the Florida game. By the time you're listening to this, the hype video for this week should be out. I'm recording at 410 right now as I receive that text message that you just heard in the background. And uh, I think around 430 on Thursday, the hype video should come out. It was fun to write uh, and it turned out incredible. Booger McFarland with incredible narration. Uh, Will Stout, who does all our videos, absolutely crush it as he always does. If, uh, if you're looking for some motivation uh, ahead of your Friday, go to the LSU football Twitter account and check that out if you haven't already. All right, let's go ahead and jump straight into the podcast. Garrett Brumfield, former LSU offensive lineman, current NFL free agent looking for his next home. Like I told Garrett after, uh, the NFL's loss right now was definitely 
our gain. He is phenomenal uh, with with conversation, with media, with interviews. He's got a show um, that he's working on uh, coming out in the next couple of months. I believe it's going to be a YouTube show. He talks about that in the episode as well. Go ahead and give him a follow on all his social media accounts. I think every single one of them is at This Is Bruiser. Um, he's a, a delightful follow and a delightful guy to catch up with. So uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with former LSU offensive lineman Garrett Brumfield. All right, it's my pleasure today to be joined by Bruiser, Garrett Brumfield, who, when uh, when I was approached about doing a podcast this year, the only regret that I had was that I didn't have one last year because Bruiser was, <laughs> was made for the podcast uh, format. Bruiser, good to be with you, man. Great to be here today. Great to be here. Great so to, let's, um, yeah. let's start with the barbershop. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we got a lot we can talk about, but I want to start with the barbershop for a couple of reasons. One, it's gotten a little media attention this year. There's been yeah. a story or two about it. Yeah. Um, two, you're kind of... As far as I understand it, the the godfather of the of the barbershop, one of the founding members, or at least one of the most well established members, I think we could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I I I personally wouldn't go as far as calling myself Don Vito, but you know, I I, I just might have that role in the barbershop. So I, I feel like you know I said this a few years ago. I think it was with Keith Hornsby when he was a basketball player mm-hmm. when he graduated. I said, man. The, he, he he's going to leave huge shoes to fill, not just from a basketball perspective, but from a media perspective. Yeah, he's yeah. so good at it. I feel like you're the same way, not just with media, but with the barbershop as well. Because, um, well, let's start here. Let's introduce people that don't know what the barbershop is. Okay, to the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Garrett Brumfield definition of the barbershop. Okay, so uh, I'll give you some history. So the barbershop started, you know, um, in the training room. So um, it would be guys, you know, it was it was myself, DJ Chark, and John Battle. And, like, every day before practice, after practice, all during the day, we would sit there and just debate stuff and talk about um, A to Z, like um, anything from animals versus animals to <laughs> sports to movies, music, whatever it may be, you know, just how people do in a barbershop. Yeah. And uh, that's just – I don't remember exactly when that name became, became a thing, but it just kind of sprang sprang up. And uh, like I said, yeah, all before then, like 2017-ish, yeah, 2017 season is when it really took form. And uh, we were in the training room, like I said, all day um, before practice, after practice. Yeah, man, and it just um, – it sparked into what it is now and being an actual thing with a name, you yeah. know. So, yeah, that's cool to see that come together like that. Just to be clear, because I've been told to make this point, there are no haircuts in the barbershop. None. It's not an yeah. actual yeah. actual barbershop. Yeah. Uh, but it is where you guys kind of chop it up a little bit. Jack yeah. Marucci yeah. is involved because it's in the training room. And you and Jack are like maybe the two best storytellers in this building right now. <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all both have plenty of stories to tell. What are some of your favorite memories from – barbershop conversations like if you had a top five Man. debate list that you could share because i know some of it probably can't yeah, be shared I've, that's I've, the thing. I've heard some of that stuff but maybe some of the the highlights that are that are safe for the podcast man um you know there's always a, there's the classics you know uh kobe kobe michael lebron you know uh hold on let's start there where do you stand on that you know, traditionally, I've always been a Michael Jordan, you know, mm-hmm. boo, boo mm-hmm. LeBron James, all of that. Mm-hmm. I was like conductor of the LeBron James <laughs> hate train. Um, in the more previous years, you know, I'm starting to, um, you know, like um, and enjoy LeBron James. I yeah. respect him, you know. So um, as far as the GOAT, hmm, it's just my inner hater 
It's just I can't give it to him. But I mean, good. LeBron James good. is he's we're on a, the same page. Here. He's a, he's a really good basketball player. I, There's nothing I wrong with being number things. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking goat conversations. Yeah. What what else? Oh man, stands out? like I said, animal versus animal. Um, we've had uh, lion versus silverback gorilla. That's a classic one. Um, bears. We throw bears in there. You might get an alligator in there. Um, you know, it's pretty Not much just verbal death matches. It's almost like um, trial by combat. Yeah. <laughs> but an animal is your champion. Yeah. You know, we kind of go back with those. Oh, man. Um, is water wet? That's a classic one. Um, you got to display a lot of this at the bowl game last year, right? Because I don't know how it got started. But yeah. the media day at the bowl game, which is always a little bit wild, questions started popping up. And then Jacques Doucet over at WFB kind of compiled the ultimate Garrett Brumfield yeah, mixtape, yeah, yeah. uh, if you will. If you want some good content, go to Garrett. I love the powers of telekinesis, teleportation, telepathy. What happened at Area 51? You really should be concerned about Area 52. The aliens that are nearby, Thanos is your babysitter. Those guys are going to show you. There will be no enslaving the humans. It will be annihilation. One point that I wanted to make about the barbershop is... You know, one of the, the guy that's been on this podcast who has the two most listened to episodes by far, and it's not even close, is uh -huh. Jacoby Stevens, who has taken <laughs> over as chair of the barbershop. And he's got, you know, he's yeah. got some, some he's first chair there. He's first chair now, you know. I um I, I I definitely knew that Jacoby had a lot of um he had a lot of potential, you know, and I think he's from from what I understand, he's living up to that potential. But um yeah, okay, here here's the thing. If Jacoby wants to officially, officially be first chair, this is the this. Oh, is the so question. he's still he's still not officially in your in your eyes. I mean, you Are know, I'm the I'm the old man, so <laughs> you know, even if you have I, a high standard, yeah, I have a high standard for excellence, you know, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him this question: How about this, Jacoby? Is how can I phrase it so that I can puzzle him? Um, it, it's essentially, how about this? Explain to me. How up does not exist. That's my challenge to Jacoby Stevens. <laughs> Explain to me how up doesn't exist. And when you can do that, hey, you have it, sir. You are the king. Okay. Well, next time I see Jacoby. You will sit on the iron throne of the barbershop, <laughs> of the first chair. Next time I talk to Jacoby, I'll uh, I'll throw that at him. Okay. Yeah, so there, yeah. there's a ton we can talk about. I do want to talk about some football because I know people okay, want to hear, let's do it. hear your perspective on football. But I do want to venture off into the weeds and get into the – the black holes and whatever the last six <laughs> yeah. YouTube videos that you've watched are and, and dive into some conspiracy <laughs> theories and all that stuff. But I do want to talk some football. Uh, you probably have as good an understanding of this team as anybody that's not on the team just yeah. from having been around these guys for the last – you were a five-year guy? Five so years. So, yeah, five, five years uh, being around a lot of these guys. The offense is clearly the big story this year and, and what they've been doing and, and the way that they've been moving the ball from a – a football mind if you put on your coach's hat for a second what do you see from this offense that makes them so good and so potent I mean number one you got to look at the talent that they returned I mean myself even with this game for instance for Florida I mean I didn't even play in the Florida game last year you know and they re returned every other lineman plus they have Ed Ingram back um you got Joe back you know we lost Nick in the backfield we lost um Foster you know um tight end you know mm -hmm. he's a big part of our run game um but overall, you know, they return a lot of talent, you know, a lot, a lot of weapons. Um, and I think that they've only just built off what they had last year, obviously put in a lot more. And uh, they've, they've grown off that, you know, um, repetition over and over, you know, new, like, like I said, learning new things, even building on that and just, man, being able to excel. Um, 
you know, some some of the things we may not have seen before, but um, obviously the things that we haven't um, that they've shown are working. You know what I mean? So hey, I think that they should ride with it. So one of the things for me this offseason was, you know, everyone kept saying, is the offense going to look different? Is the offense going to, or is it going to be different? Is it going to be different? I said, look, I don't know if it's going to execute better, but it's going to look different. Like I've just seen enough of them in practice and spring game. It's going to be a different system. It's going to be much more shotgun based. They're going to spread it out much more. To me, the question was, are they going to execute it better? Which they have done through the the first five games. And a big part of that is Joe. And Joe's just been incredible. Um, Let's go back to the very beginning when Joe first showed up. Did, Did you, expect this or even did you think he was capable of this or what were the things that stood out that maybe were signs now looking back clues that early on that hey this guy could be special yeah I mean uh you know of, of course day one you know you get to meet a guy get to know a guy um you know see what he can do um you know then a lot of that was during the summer so they're doing seven on seven we're doing our O-line drills stuff yeah. like that so um you know, as camp went on, I was able to, you know, really see him work. And I saw, okay, this guy's a player. Um, and, you know, the the events of everything played out, how they played out, he ended up being our, our starting guy, QB1. And, um, man, we, we rolled with him and uh, didn't look back. I mean, just, you know, how how – how everything played out like I said he uh he took he took everything by the took the bull by the horns man and he rode it eight seconds plus and uh man he's going for the goal right now and I I just want to see him keep going I mean Joe came in yeah I've told the story before but um you know he came in he was still long-haired Joe and he (laughs) had the flow yeah he had the flow and I said he kind of had like a waltz to him he had some sachet you know he kind (laughs) of He kind of had a vibe to him, and I looked at him and I said, "Okay, that 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 guy right there has got something to him." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, slowly but surely, we, we were able to peel back the layers of the onion and and you know get to see who he is and uh, you know see like I said what he can do and what he's doing and you know I I can't say that I'm surprised. Um, like I said, I, I I'd seen him throw great balls before, you know, and uh, like I said, repetition, repetition. Obviously, that's something that they've done. They talked about all the balls that the receivers caught. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that he had a, a great role in throwing some of those balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, hey, um, he put in the work, obviously, and he paid off. Justin Jefferson, on a uh, prior edition of this podcast, we were playing word association, and yeah. I, I said Joe, and he said weird. And so he started <laughs> talking about how Joe's weird. And, you know, I, I think you're a guy that can appreciate weird. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm a fan of weird. Um, I think maybe he's referring to – you know, maybe the sweatshirt that he wears around, that tie-dye Space Jam sweatshirt that he rocks, the snapback hat, the sachet that you were referring to. Um, let's let's talk weird. What's weird about Joe? Okay, so, well, this isn't even just us. So every year since I've been a freshman that I know of, the starting offensive line sits with the quarterback, um, pre-game meal, before the game, all that, night before, all that. So I was at the table with Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Where do I? I, I'm, I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, he has a lot of. He he's like me. He's he's eclectic. Yeah. You know, he. What are some things? I mean, we've talked all about space, um, black holes, white holes, all that. Yeah, um, I think I think he talked about it. SEC Media Day. I'm gonna get the term wrong. Superluminal time travel. Superluminal. Um. So I was telling somebody earlier, the hurricane, hurricane. Um, knocked my power out, not my power, but my internet this weekend, and I watched a lot of YouTube videos on my phone about physics, so that's interesting for me, yeah. So I watched a lot of videos about um, relativity, quantum mechanics, um, black holes, wormholes, 
white holes, um, electrons, neutrons, neutron stars. So all that stuff, all that good stuff. Um, I don't know Super what liminal? off the top of my head, but using root words, I kind of have a <laughs> guess as to what it is, what he could be referring to. But if it's referring to time travel, I have a pretty, I have a <laughs> You're pretty, kind of an expert um, in that field. I'm an, okay, I'm not an expert. This is what I, this is a, this is my disclaimer to everyone. Okay. I am an amateur professional unlicensed expert. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A little bit of, um. Um, what is it? Uh, juxtaposition for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> easy, okay. easy with the big words. You're gonna take my job. Um, but but getting back to to Joe and and talking about the time yeah, travel and, and yeah. the weird stuff, um, he he does seem to have that similar curiosity yeah, that you yeah. have, where he's interested in a lot of things. He's hyper focused on football in the way that great players have to be during the season. Yeah. But he does seem to be a guy that you know, has broader thoughts and thinks bigger picture. And I think that's something that helps him on the field. But I'm curious if you have any other just memories of him Man. or examples of him thinking outside the box, being a little bit different. The the one that Justin referred to was just the way that he, I guess in the past, there's no huddles this year, but he just walk in the huddles and say, hey, guys. Yeah, you know, just kind yeah. of in that, 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 that was Ohio accent. What's up, guys? Every time in the huddle, just <laughs> anytime, whether we're up by however many points, whether we're down, whatever, whatever the score was, whatever the situation was, He's always, hey, just ready to get the huddle together on the same page, man. But like I said, Joe's definitely uh he's a character. He's he's for sure a character. Like I said, he um he has ideas bouncing around. Um he's always thinking about a bunch of stuff too. Uh, even though he might not be saying it, you know, if you can get it out of him, it's gonna be something special. That's for sure. Did he ever make an appearance in the barbershop? Um, so Joe's like the guy who is like over in the corner reading the newspaper that you hear from every <laughs> once in a while. Like Joe's like over there on the training table getting worked on and we're talking about something and then he has like a sentence or two and it's the goal. Like it's golden, shining, it's exactly what we needed. Yeah, that's that's Joe. Another guy that you know really well on this team is Lloyd Cushenberry, yeah. who you played next to. First offensive lineman to wear number 18. What did you think when you saw that news that an O-lineman was going to get 18? Um, I was surprised in the sense of that it was given to an offensive lineman, of course, you yeah. know what I mean? But I wasn't, you know what I mean? Because I know Lloyd. I, Lloyd is an 18. Lloyd, is, Lloyd has been an 18 since he came to LSU. What, what makes him an 18? Man, what doesn't is a better question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I made the statement, um, I've said this before, um, I don't know anyone, I don't think there's anyone I've ever met that watches more film than Lloyd Cushenberry. And, like, that's just one little, you know what I mean? That's one little token of, mm -hmm. as to say, like, who he is and how he is. You know, like I said, Lloyd, I'm willing to say that Lloyd, every play that he practices and plays, he's probably watched. Like, I'm willing to go that far. Yeah. Like, Lloyd is a guy, like, he's a student. He's a student and being a student first and then an athlete. You yeah. Know, he's, a student, he's a student of the game. Lloyd's a student of life. Man, Lloyd's, a, Lloyd's 18 through and through. Like, Lloyd is, yeah. He, he has a Dave Aranda – I've noticed this before talking to him. He has a Dave Aranda-like ability to recall random plays yeah. from six months ago in some drill where, you know, you ask him about a teammate. He'll be like, yeah, I remember one time Tyler Shelvin in this drill we were doing, you know, we were blocking front side yeah. and he 
he split the gap and I just looked up and I was like, man, this guy's super fast. Like he, he has that football yes, brain yes, where yes. you can tell that when he's done playing and he's going to play for a while, when he's done playing, he could go into coaching. He just has that football yes, IQ. Yes. My, I mean, uh, Lloyd can, um, like I said, man, he's, he's a wonder. Just, I, I, I made a joke before I said, Oh, I want to be like Lloyd Cushenberry when I grew up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But you know, <laughs> man, Lloyd for real, Lloyd's a, a, a heck of a player, man. Heck of a, heck of a guy. And, uh, you know, just seeing Lloyd come, you know, being a, a young guy, you know, um, we were all there being unsure of yourself, you mm-hmm. know, being, you know, coming to college, you know, from being in high school. Of course, that's a big jump, student, student athlete, whatever the case may be. And um, seeing who he is now and what he's done, man, I'm more than proud of Lloyd. You know, I tell him that all the time. And you're the guy. Like, Lloyd is – he's – so I have this thing that I do with the 18s. Like, so since I've been here, I've done it with <laughs> all of them, uh, Trey White, Foster, Christian, everybody. Yeah. Um, so they'll be walking, and I'll start the chant, 18, 18, <laughs> 18. But, you know, Lloyd's the guy I can do it with now, man. And, and, and you know, he might hate it. It, it kind of bugs him. <laughs> but, man, yeah, Lloyd's a great guy. I'm going to bust it out with Hester next time I see him and oh, see, see how he, see how he re- <laughs> responds to that. Um, let, let's talk about this week and, and Florida week and what that's yeah. like inside the locker room for a team – I was talking to Hester about it on the the last episode of this, and he was just saying, going back to even when he was in school in 04, 05, 06, 07, that's a long time ago, uh, Hester's old. Um, But going back even that far, that there was just something different about this game, this Florida game. And with LSU, it's always been weird because when I grew up in Baton Rouge, you you were the same way. There wasn't like one rival necessarily. It kind of varied with each year. Sometimes it'd be Auburn. Sometimes it would be Alabama. Sometimes it'd be – whoever, but it seemed like Florida was always kind of the constant there yeah. because of the cross-divisional stuff. And then it really got heated over the last couple of years while you were here with you know the 2016 Hurricane game, going there and winning in 2017. Uh, last year, 2018, going there and losing. Um, and, and there was some, you know, some extracurricular stuff, as the players referred to. I'm just curious from a, a player's perspective who's been in this rivalry, what is it like? What makes it different? What's it like in the locker room? So and we can edit anything out. Okay. We need to edit so out. I'll, so I'll, say I'll, what you want. I'll come at it from two two perspectives, two directions. You know, uh, what have you? So number one is Florida Hate Week. We love it. You know, Florida Hate Week. We, we bringing out all the stops. You know, we wanna <laughs> we wanna make sure our voices are heard. Are are heard. But I mean, on the other hand, of course, it's a football game. Yeah. You know, and uh, guys are here to play football. You know, so. You don't want to get too out of pocket, you know. You don't want things to go too far um, because it is a football game, you know, in the end of it. But I mean, like I said, on that first hand, you know, it's been it's been skirmishes at the fifty yard line pregame yeah. pretty much the last two, three, however many years it's been. Yep. It's words going back and forth, and you know now everything. Somebody else's your voice is a click of a button away. Yeah. You know what I mean, so hey, uh, there's the stuff going around on Twitter now. The Tight end guy was saying whatever he was saying. Yep. Um, you know, the, they, they had the skeleton, the skeleton of Mike, all yep. of that. So, um, you know, from a from a former player perspective, uh, personally, you know, what I do between the white lines, you know, what whatever go whatever does or doesn't happen between the white lines is between the white lines. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, when the clock is zero zero, when the clock between the sixty minutes and zero zero on the clock, that's what we're worried about. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, Anything outside of that is outside of that. You know, of course, everybody wants to win. Of course, sure. everybody wants to play the best. You know, all those good things. But um, like I said, in the end, it is a football game. You know what I mean? So whatever words are had, whatever 
the case may be. Things might get a little physical. You know, there's a lot of tests. You have you have over 200 guys. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. over, over 200 guys between the ages of 18 and 22 <laughs> on a football field at one time. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. So what do you expect to happen? Yeah. You know, so things kind of get, get carried away. But like I say, in the end, it is a football game. I've, I thought a lot about it this week because before I worked for LSU, um, you know, I – I try to be as neutral as possible when mm-hmm. you're a reporter. That's your job is to be objective. And then you come to LSU, and, and obviously, you know, I'm wearing a purple and gold shirt right now. You, your, your feelings change on things. But I've tried to think about it as objectively as possible over yeah. the last week because I have my own personal feelings too. Yeah. Like, for example, I, I think I can tell this story. Last year we go to Florida. It's my first game at Florida covering the team from inside the program. I'd been to okay. Gainesville like two or three times before. I've been That's one of the trips that I, for some reason, have made quite frequently. Last year was the first time I'd been as an LSU employee. And so I was wearing, I think, like a, a white LSU shirt, okay? Yeah. And so after the game, we're leaving the the stadium. Well, first of all, going into the stadium was pretty intense. It was about as intense yeah. as a, of an entry into the stadium as, as I'd experienced. But then as we're leaving the stadium, you know, you take the elevator from the press box down, and as we get off the elevator, I'm telling you, like a hundred people, and we're not talking fans. I'm talking about like Florida employees are sitting there gator chomping us as yeah. we get off the elevator. And I'd never seen anything like it. And so part of it is like, eh, you know, I don't know yeah. what I think about that. But the other part of it is, is as I think about it this week, this is what it's about, man. Yeah. Like rivalry is fun. Yeah. Like we, we should be embracing rivalry as much as possible because that's what makes college football special. Exactly. While not, you know, contributing to the noise, while not crossing any lines, while making sure you're focused on the job at hand. So that's the approach I've tried to have this week with the work that I'm doing. And I think the the football players, it's way harder for them because like you said, the emotions are yeah. at such a, a high stake and the testosterone and all that stuff. But I think Coach O and I, I say this objectively. Coach O does a great job of setting the tone early in the week. Hey, we're not going to buy into the, the Twitter talk, and we're not going to buy into the trash talk in the media. It's okay to, to not like them. It's okay to be intense about this game. But there's a line we're not going to cross, and we're not going to cross it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said before, you know, it's still a football game. You know, you can't let emotions and things, you know, get out of hand. Like I said, of course, guys are going to be guys, you know. Um, you know, uh, even with Coach O, you know, ignore the noise. Um, like I said, guys are going to be guys. You yeah. know, it's – you have – so you have 120 semi guys per. So that's almost 250 guys. So every somebody's gonna say something. Yeah. Somebody's gonna be boneheaded. Somebody's you don't want a bunch of robots. You, you know want I mean? them to be yeah. themselves. Yeah. You know, like I said, so things are gonna happen. You know what I mean? Um, I say the only difference between um, things that you hear about and see about now is that you have this little black box that you can pull out of your pocket yeah. and know that somebody said something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, people have felt how they felt for however long. You know, and. Like you said, the rival, the rivalries, how people feel, is what makes college football special. Yep. You know, um, that feeling, Florida hate week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the NFL, I mean, yeah, you have your kind of classic NFL rivalries, but they, they don't really cut as deep. You no. know what I mean? College football is, is kind of something that gives people a sense of belonging, sense of, you know, representation. You know, this is where I'm from. This is who – these are people that are similar to me, and, and they like what I like. I like what you, what you touched on there with the NFL because, you know, for me, for example – I'm not a huge Saints fan, but just growing up here, you, you're a Saints fan. I, when I started covering college football, I was always working on Sunday, so I was never watching NFL football. So I kind of backed away. But I still want the Saints to do well. I still watch the Saints. And, of course, the Saints' big, big rival is the Falcons. And so everyone, yeah. you know, all the Saints fans hate the, hate the Falcons. But what about when LSU players play for the Falcons and you're rooting for Deion Jones, you're rooting for Duke Riley when he was at the Falcons and Russell Gage and Danny Etling. So, yeah. 
it's it's that balance. And then it's also the balance of there's guys who go from the Falcons to the Saints or the Saints to the Falcons. There's movement in the NFL. So while there is rivalry, it's not like college yeah. football where yeah. you're pretty much going to be on one side of the rivalry for your entire life, you know, barring the exceptions where guys, you know, leave state or, or transfer or whatever. But for the most part, that rivalry, you're born with it, you die with it, it precedes you and yeah. it outlasts yeah. you. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, and it's part of that whole – I mean, in the the – Amateurism debate or talk, that's a whole nother, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's the fact that the NFL is a business. Yep. You know, I'm I'm in that right now. Yep. Well, not at this moment, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're working on it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it is that business. It, it is that fluctuation, how you said, of, um, you know, guys are here, guys are there. People are here. People move, you know, all types of things. So, yeah, college football is, is like I said, it's deep-rooted. It, it's, it's, I mean, even myself, I mean, I was almost a Florida Gator, you know. But, um, you know, I would say before um, – Florida's, you know, Gainesville like like home, but I ended up staying home. Yeah. You know, this is this is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, uh even though I did play here, you know, my my family even before, um, I wouldn't say that we were LSU super fans, but um it, for instance, the two thousand seven national championship, I have a signed football by Les Miles and Glenn Dorsey from the O <laughs> seven net. Yeah. And I had that like when I was eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean, when they went. So like I said, uh of course, you know, you kinda have that that sense of pride, that sense of home that um, you know, like I said, that that this is the school I grew up watching, it is the school I, I personally played at. You know, um, everybody else, you know, for whatever reason, that they like their school uh, and whatever that school may be. You know, and um, I, I made this reference yesterday. I said uh, I talked about the opening scene from Inglorious. I don't know if I yeah, can, you can say Inglorious okay, Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a Tarantino flick, of course. Yeah. Um, so the opening scene where. Um, uh, the Colonel, Colonel, I want to say Lander was his last name. Ah, Lander, that's in here. Ooh, that's a bingo. Uh, the the German Colonel. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, he was talking about the rats and the, you know what I mean? He was yeah, the cons- they're comparison. hiding, they're hiding under the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying, uh, consider for a moment the world a rat lives in. You know, you don't like rats. You know, rats carry disease. They, they, they. You know, they're they're terrible. All these, all these things. Um, squirrels are just as bad. You know, but you don't greet a squirrel with hostility. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, whatever the reason may be, is you know you don't like rats. It's a hostile world, indeed. And that's how college football rivalries are. Yeah. For whatever that reason is, we don't like them. <laughs> they're the rats. And then he shoots, shoots into the floor. Yeah. Great. That's a great scene. That's a great movie. Yeah. I'm not a huge movie guy, but that oh, that scene and that movie stick out to I'm me. I'm a movie guy. You know, that's 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 one of my favorites. Tarantino's one of my favorite favorite directors. Yeah. yeah, he's he's amazing. You know, it's it's funny you, as you were talking about all that. It reminded me of of something that I just saw. So, rivalry divides us, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it divides us into two camps. It also sometimes unites us. So UCF, some I think Barstool UCF mm-hmm. Twitter account just put out some tweet, and then Florida's used, uh, Barstool account responded some snarky comment. Like <laughs> I think it was something about the playoff. Like if there was an 18 playoff, you know UCF had some some funny meme or something, and then Florida came back with yeah, but you wouldn't be in the, the 18 Man. playoff. And so then the LSU Barstool account comes back with why did you have to send such a good tweet on a week like this? You know, Man. so <laughs> at the same time, while the rivalry is heated and 
it's Florida hate week. Yeah. At the same time, I think most of us can take a step back, appreciate it, um, and then still, you know, be a Gator hater for a week, like yeah. Jacob Hester yeah. said on the show. So, all right, let's, let's talk about you and, you and your journey and where you're at right now. You're rocking the, the Pittsburgh Steelers shorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know you spent time with them this fall. Talk about that experience, what you picked up from it, and, and then where you're at right now in your career. Oh, man. Well, um, you know, I finished up with LSU in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, of course, uh, out in Arizona. Came back to Baton Rouge for a little bit. Then I went to Miami uh, area to go train. You know, uh, I was doing uh, pre-draft training and all that stuff. Um, went on a visit to Pittsburgh. Ended up signing with Pittsburgh after the draft. Um, went out there in May. I uh, was doing OTAs, all that rookie stuff, rookie symposium, all that good stuff. Uh, just, you know, learning about, you know, NFL 101. Yeah. Know, the business of it. Um, adulting 101. You know, um, mortgage insurance <laughs> umbrella insurance and um all these other types learning of, on the fly yeah. yeah all this stuff um man um all types of stuff like that like i said and uh finished that up um came back home for a little bit went back for camp um in july um, went out there and then there was you know real real football so i uh, went through camp um preseason games um, had four of those came back ended up getting waived um at the 53 cut um been back here since then. Um, just got some stuff lined up with some teams. Um, nothing concrete yet, yeah. of course, um, or else I wouldn't be here. You know <laughs> what I mean? But um, like I said, trying to hoping something happens with that fairly soon. Um, if not, you know, there's the XFL coming up. Uh, you know, of course, another sure. opportunity to play football. Yeah. Um, and other than that, yeah, I've been running the the media gambit. You know, running the circles and running the hoops. Um, you know, of course, people always tell me this is something that I should do. There's no question about it. That's what everybody tells me. When, so when you're say. done playing football, <laughs> you're going to have the world in front of you. It's going to be your oyster. But this is definitely something you could do. That's what everybody tells me. You know, so I've done. Man, I did 104.5 with Jordy and T-Bob. I did uh, the joint with Jock. I've did some stuff with Roser. I'm doing this with you. Yep. So, yeah, man, I've done. I've done a couple. Of, I did the the one with Roser and um, Mark Clemens. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm kind of doing that right now. Um, I have a show coming up. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that. Yeah. So, um, I kind of announced it on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Um, right now I'm working on it. I still got some ideas that I'm, I'm, I'm basically filming a teaser right now. Okay. Um, the show's probably going to be starting around the top of the year. Um, and it's, it's essentially, well, I'll give you the name first. It's called Not a Vlog. That's like my working name I yep. have right now. Cause you know, I'm. To put it simply, I'm an internet kid. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I was born in 96. Yep. I was telling somebody just the other day, I don't know a time where I didn't have a computer. You know, did you house. ever have dial-up internet where it was like AOL? Yeah, we did like, when okay. I was real young. Okay. You know what I mean? When I was real young. Um, but like I said, I'm an internet kid. So um, What you was know, your AIM screen name? Did you have an AIM screen name when you were a kid? Or were you too like young? Garrett 539. That's not bad. It wasn't embarrassing. It was like five three. I do it on the keypad. Five three nine nine five seven so, three. Yeah. Okay, that's not, that's not bad. So my embarrassing one was I had uh, C Dub one two one eighty eight because C Dub was a high school nickname. But that one's a little bit. Okay. That one's a little bit okay. embarrassing. Uh, I had Cubs three twelve twenty because I was a big Cubs fan when I was a okay. kid. Okay. Uh, not UHI Cubs, the the uh, Chicago Cubs. Although I hope to be a UHI Cub fan soon, so I'm gonna get my kids in there. If okay. anyone's listening, can help me with that. Let me know. Um, I think that's the two most embarrassing ones I had, though. Um, yours isn't too embarrassing, though. You yeah. kept it. You kept it basic. You're yeah. smart. Yeah. Like I said, though, man, I'm internet. Back to your show again. I digress. No, it's it's cool. It's cool. Um, like I said, I'm an internet kid, so um, you know, I'm but I'm I like oh YouTube. You know, YouTube is like an entity now, and yeah. it's kind of it's becoming. 
um I don't want to say cliche, but it's you know it's there's has corporate. A, yeah, it's really corporate. Yeah. You know, it almost has like a facade. You know, it's a yeah. machine. There's a, now. there's a formula. Yeah, it's yeah. a formula now with the algorithm and all that. Yeah. But you know, I like old YouTube. You know, where people couldn't. You know, it was YouTube. Be yourself. You know, it used to be there was nobody to call on the phone or yeah. anything like that. You yeah. know, but that's how I kind I kind of want to root my show similar to that, but. It's you know it's variety it's talk show it's late night it's all of that it's travel it's all of that yeah you know it's Garrett Brumfield yeah. know, in the show but it's not a vlog Inter- internet <laughs> kid would be a good uh, like subtitle for so, it too so so my my I'm probably gonna do a podcast accompanying with it and I have a bunch of different ideas as far as scheduling you know um, episodes segments, yeah. things like that but uh my working title for my podcast is lunch table talk you know? <laughs> so yeah i kind of got that going right now do so. a barbershop podcast that would do some Ooh, that would be cool that would that do would some numbers cool. that what, would be cool what um so one of the things you know the the year that i've been here a little more than a year the, my favorite story that i've written was the story i did on you not because of any talent yeah, that i displayed yeah. in that writing but i think that was actually the name of the talented mr brumfield because you have so many interests talents you had a recording studio yeah, in yeah. your your apartment um you you guys you and john battle like wrote movie scripts yeah um what what are what are the things that interest you besides this show which i know you're going to be working hard on but what are some other paths that you see for yourself when you get done playing football and you've got all these interests you're yeah. one of those guys that i think I think a lot of people, when they finish playing sports, they don't know what they want to do because they don't know what their options are. They feel like they don't have enough options. I feel like you almost have the opposite problem. You have so many options. Yeah. Like you, can like do, was, you can do whatever you want. I was just saying that, like, my mom laughed at me when I said I was going to have an uh, – I was uh, it was kind of a joke, but it wasn't a joke, ironically. And it's ironic that it was a joke, but I said I'm going to have a one-hour Netflix special. Like a stand-up special, she <laughs> laughed at me. But I, I actually do write some comedy. Yeah. Like, but I mean, and not from not just like, oh, I want to be a stand-up comedian. But I mean, I like some writing. I like literature. You know, I yeah. like the functions of literature. So I mean, hey, who knows? You know, um, I do like to write scripts. So if Netflix does want to buy one of my scripts, hey, then now I'm a, I'm a film, I'm a screenwriter. You yeah. know, um, somebody else wants to, if if somebody wants to put something I write on Broadway, then hey, I'm a playwright now. Yeah. You know, so. Um, these are all things that I'm interested in, of course, you know, but, um, you know, even with media and the internet and how fast things are, everything's a click of a way, you know, like I said, um, yeah, I just want to be a creative, you know, keep being creative and, uh, let the world see what I can do. Who are some of your favorite comics? Oh man. If we were, I mean, of course the originals, you know, people always, uh, bring out Richard, but, uh, even before him, Red Fox. Um, That's what I love about you. Uh, sorry to interrupt you again, but what I love about you is you always go back yeah. to the roots. Yeah. Like when we were yes. talking about the music last year, you went to Sam Cooke. Now you're yeah. going to comedians. You're going, I mean, beyond even Richard Pryor, yeah. which. I mean, I, I love that you go to the roots, but continue your answer. And, and that's the thing about it. So it's like my generation, younger people, like we have the, we throw, that's why I, I don't want to give LeBron goat. And I mean, I get people say, oh, the, um, uh, the defense of the nineties was this and yeah. people were bigger, faster, stronger now, but whatever the case may be. But I feel like my generation, we throw around goat too much. We throw around, we're giving people too many accolades too soon. Yep. You got to do some history. You got to go back. You got to, you got to pay some homage <laughs> to those that came before you, you know, like I, I said, it. so I mean, yeah, people pull out Richard, but nah, Red Fox, you know I mean? Yeah. He was kind of one liner. He was, you know what I mean? But that, that's, he was of his era. Yeah. He was the root, yeah. you know, he was roots of comedy. Um, like I said, but even coming forward, man, um, you know, everybody loves Eddie, you know, Raw Delirious, his whole thing, his whole, his whole, his whole things. Um, other than that, man, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris, um, um, Patrice O'Neal, R.I.P. Patrice O'Neal. Yeah. Um, 
Corey Holcomb, man, there's a whole bunch of guys I like. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, of course, people love Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle does his thing. He has his whole thing going on right now yeah. with the cancel culture and all that. But yeah. hey, man, Dave Chappelle has has written some really funny comedy, yeah. man. Um, even uh, you know, like Dane Cook. I remember I used to listen to Dane Cook. I, um, I used to blast Dane. Yeah, Cook, I used man. to listen to Dane Cook CDs. My I have an older brother. You know, my older brother used to buy Dane Cook CD sets, and I would listen to those too. So, you know, I love stand up comedy. You know, there's a whole bunch of comedians. I the, like. I've done a lot of interviews. You know. In, in my journalism career and for a time I wasn't doing sports journalism for about a year I was just uh, I was the editor of a local magazine that was arts entertainment all that stuff mm-hmm. and I never get nervous for interviews never yeah. like I've just never been nervous for an interview it doesn't intimidate me the one time I got nervous for an interview was with Aziz Ansari and because I was a, I was a huge Parks and Rec fan I loved to stand up I don't think we're as amazing as our parents are could you imagine if you sent me to Brooklyn with $20 in my pocket I'd get there the first day and be like, oh man, I'm out of money. I just bought too much fresh pressed juice. Guess I gotta move back. Hey dad, yeah, I'm coming back to India, huh? Things didn't work out here. Uh, I made a bad investment in juice. I researched, I mean, I'm talking about like days of research. Okay. I, re- I listened to every podcast Aziz has ever done. I listened, I, I, I watched all his specials. Like the most amount of research you could do for an interview. Yeah. And so, I get him on the phone, and it's like through a publicist. The publicist says, hey, Aziz is ready for you. And I remember this vividly. I'm sitting on the floor in my bedroom, kind of like with my back up against the bed, like in a little corner, like just trying to get some privacy. And the first question I ask him, I just start stuttering. I just can't get the question out. Like for whatever reason, my nerves overtook me. Couldn't get the question out. And I could tell that he was – immediately sympathetic toward me like yeah. and and so he, he answered the question i ended up getting it out and then from there i was fine i got yeah. through it i asked him some questions and by the end of the interview he goes hey man like i really enjoyed talking to you that was the most in-depth interview that i've done in a long time most people just ask the very man. basic questions and i'm telling you that's a highlight of my career like you could you could take any story that i've done for lsu and i've enjoyed doing everyone but when aziz anzari said it was yeah. one of the best interviews he'd done in a while like i felt like it's like you can see it right now yeah. like my face is is lighting up. That was like the coolest moment for me. So I don't know why I, I told that story. It just nah, just but I like Aziz though. Yeah, he's a cool. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, but he does he does some great stuff. He but seems cool. If if you could pick one path, or not, let me not say that. Not one path. One destination. You, a million roads will lead there. But if like the ultimate, man. the ultimate Garrett Brumfield dream. You're 45 years old and you are doing. That's the thing, man. Like. Okay, that's okay. an unfair question. Okay. Let's no, no, be no, 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 no. I can answer it. I can answer it. But this is the thing: all of the roads might go in different directions right now, but they all meet in a cul-de-sac at the end. Boom! <laughs> mic drop. Mike. No, please don't actually drop the mic. Yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> I have to clean up that audio. So we've talked career aspirations. I want to know. You got your phone sitting right in front of you. I want to know, like, the last interesting article you read, the last podcast you listened to, the last YouTube video you watched, the last thing that blew your mind. And and while you think about it, I'll I'll give you mine. Yesterday, it's funny because we were supposed to do this yesterday. I left my uh, my SD card in my office. So we had to reschedule. Um, So first of all, I appreciate you rescheduling with me. But as as, after we left, I went back to my office and I got an alert on my phone from Vice. And it was an article about... um, about the origins of the universe and this this scientific discovery they're about to make. Um, and I'm not going to get the, the terminology right, but I think it was about neutral hydrogen and okay. how neutral hydrogen, they're, they're able to detect the radiation from it okay. to 
discover basically the period in time after the Big Bang and before, um, and I can't remember the scientific term, but basically before stars formed and there was light in the galaxy. Okay. And they call it the dark ages okay, of yeah, the universe. Yeah. Okay. And so as soon as I read that article, and it was literally the first thing that popped up when I got back in my office after we tried to do this and it didn't work out, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a bruiser article. Yeah, I almost yeah. sent it to you, but I didn't want to spoil your mind for this answer. So what's the last thing that you read, oh, man. you consumed? How you said podcast. I mean, I was... I mean, I'm always watching JRE clips. That's Joe Rogan experience. I'm oh, yeah, always yeah. watching JRE my clips. My brother, shout out to my brother, Kate. He's just gotten into Joe Rogan, and he calls me all the time. He's like, oh, did you listen to the latest Joe Rogan? Oh, man. <laughs> so, like I said, man, I was watching those last night, in, this morning in the shower. I mean, all, yeah. all the time. So, um, man, uh, I watched the one recently. Uh, I went back and watched the one with um, Elon Musk. Um, whenever Neil deGrasse Tyson is on, I'm watching that. Um I watched another podcast, How Stuff Works. Uh, man, articles. Let me see if I let me look at my DMs with my dad because we send each <laughs> other stuff all the time. You, that's where you get your curiosity from, right? Your dad, yeah, and your, your, dad. your parents are, are both similarly intellectually yeah. stimulated people. Okay, let me see what my dad might have sent me. Um, Oh, that was about the LSU fans sitting in the top of the seats and the air conditioning. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, you don't, so you know how they had the whole fiasco of the air conditioning with Texas and all that? Yeah, yeah. And the fans complaining about being at the top with the band. Yeah, and all yeah, 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 yeah. So my yeah. dad sent me that. Um, that's fine. That locker room one. was hot, by the way. <laughs> okay, this is when the Air 51 stuff was going on, so this has to be a good one. Mm. Okay, so I, I can't find exactly one right now um, that me and my dad might have sent each other. But, I mean, even with the whole Area 51 thing going on, like, we went back and forth about that for so long. I mean, of course, it was Recreate that argument for me or that oh, back and man. forth. Um, Are you uh, – So I'm not super familiar with the, the story. I know that someone basically started a plan to storm Area yeah, 51 yeah. where they were doing a Naruto run, which I'm not exactly sure what a Naruto okay. run is. I can, I can kind of – uh, piece together with context clues what it might be, but yeah. Um, wh what's the actual like controversy there? What happened at Area 51? You really should be concerned about Area 52. Oh man, like, well, it started, you know, of course, like you said, with the guy. It's from, to my knowledge, started as a joke. Um, got carried away. Um, from what we know of, people did show up. It turned into. Oh, so the date's already passed. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's passed. Because um, it wasn't like up. wasn't like a million people supposed to be. said they were going to yeah, show up on the. What is it where you log in and you say you're going somewhere? It was on Facebook. Okay, okay you check okay. in or whatever, um, or you're listed as going yeah. to an event. So from from what I understand, some people did show up. Um, there was some type of fake music festival that could have actually been cool. That could be cool. That could be a cool that music could be festival. Cool. Like an uh, that, might be, that might be the next Bruiser project. That would be cool. Like if they did that every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's the, the Storm Area 51. Festival. Yeah, like Burning Man, but yeah. Area 51. That'd be cool. But um, it but that like it was so last minute that that fell through. And it was like fake protests. Like, oh, we're really going to storm now. And then that <laughs> fell through. Um, But my dad, the whole time, I was just kind of getting him going. You know, like, oh, yeah. we're going and stuff like that. But um, he's a, he's a Area 51 as a cover-up. Like, okay. that's him. Okay. Like, he's one of those guys. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I'm not even going to say he, he thinks it's a cover-up, but um, my dad is more skeptical than I am yeah. about anything, whether it's, you know, the space, uh, whether it's space or how we say the government, yeah. quotes, the government, you know what I mean, <laughs> whatever, all of that, man. My dad, um, you know, he questions a lot. Sometimes he thinks um, 
I go off the deep end, and uh, sometimes it's vice versa. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, he's he's real curious, just like I am. A little skepticism, a little critical thinking, never hurt anybody. Never, as never. long as as long as uh, as as long as you keep it balanced. What are you watching these days? Are you binging any shows? Man, um, I just started rewatching Breaking Bad, which has been yeah. fun to rewatch. You know they have the Jesse the Jesse Pinkman that's, movie. That's, that's okay. why I started rewatching. Okay, it. Just, okay. I, I don't have time to go see movies as much as I'd like to, but. I saw that movie was coming out. I liked Better Call Saul. Okay. I like I binge Breaking Bad the first time, probably like in two weeks. So my recall of it's kind of okay. not not great. So I'm rewatching it, which has been really fun. Right now, um, well, I need to go back and watch the rest of season nine of The Walking Dead, but that's a whole another thing. Yeah, that show. I was the day one Walking Dead. Yeah, Dick, I've Walking heard that Dead one kind of went off the rails at and some point. Yeah, it's just uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Actually, I was in Orange is the New Black kind. I was I was watching first Orange couple seasons yeah. of that show. Were yeah, good. it kind of fell off, you yeah. know, more recently. But I still I've been procrastinating watching that last season. Um, I'm a big Black Mirror guy. Um, I don't know if you watched the 100. I like the 100. Mm-mm. It's basically, um, in a nutshell, the Earth is uninhabitable. Some everybody's in space. Some kids are in trouble in space. Um, their punishment is they're being sent to the Earth. To see if the Earth is inhabitable, comes to find out it is. Okay, and now we're interesting. On Earth. Okay, yeah, that's um, on Netflix. Yeah, it's on okay. Netflix. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Um, I watched that. Um, what else, man? Like I said, yeah, Black Mirror. Um, I want to watch Dark. I've heard a lot about Dark and Altered Carbon. I need to check those out. Mm, what's something I have watched recently? Um, I'm always watching a time travel movie. Um, anytime they add one new on Netflix. Um, See you tomorrow. Um, it's called time lapse. It's called time lapse. That's another one I've seen. Um, yeah, man. But like I said, I'm always watching time travel movies, um, space travel movies, um, anything science fiction, um, comedy action, and literally everything. You know, I'm not a big rom com guy. Um, I do like the proposal. The proposal was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I love um, um, Ryan Reynolds. He's yeah. one of my favorites. Um, yeah, like I said, so my rom com viewing is a little. Have you limited, have you seen About Time? It's the about time. it's the director. I think it's the director of Love Actually, and it's a time travel rom com. Ooh, it's an intersection of both. You know, I saw that on my recommended, yeah. and I was gonna watch it, and I saw that it was a rom com, and I said, mm, "How do I?" So feel about it's this? um, it's basically without giving away spoilers, it's about this guy who finds out that the men in his family can time travel, Ooh. and it is. I'm not a movie critic. I'm, okay. I'm a pretty. I have a pretty basic grasp of of film. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a. Gr- it was the perfect movie to watch with my wife because she okay. she dug the, you know, the romantic aspect of it. I, I I enjoyed kind of the time travel and it's funny. It's lighthearted like Love Actually. So it's a good to me. It was a it was a nice blend. I think it's I think it's right up your alley. Yeah. I, um. I, I do remember seeing this on my recommended. Like I said, uh, it was like. Uh, 80-something percent match or something like that. So, man, I just might have to watch this. Love Actually. No, no, no. About Time. About Time. Okay. It's from... It's got okay. Rachel McAdams. Um, it's got... I don't know the guy's name, but he's he's a red-headed British a- uh, actor. Dom Hall Gleason. Maybe seems so. Seems to be his name. Maybe so. Yeah, I have to check that out, man. That looks cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm always watching... Um, um, a bunch of time travel movies. Um, even like I said, I mean, just normal science fiction. Um, there was one. There's one on Netflix right now. You got to check out. Um, what happened to Monday? Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Um, same thing without any spoilers. Uh, essentially, it's um, dystopian future type of vibe. 
my um, favorite genre of movie, dystopian yeah, future. Of course, of course. Um, everything from Book of Eli, um, all that. Um, but anyway, um, it's 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 a dystopian. Uh, it's not really apocalyptic. It's just it's a dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is only allowed. It's the world is suffering from overpopulation. Everyone's only allowed one child. But there are like what is it septuplets? Seven of them. How okay. Many? Okay. Yeah. So it's septuplets. Um, but there um there's seven of them, and uh, each one of them is named after a day of the week, and they essentially have to all pose as one oh, person, stay inside all the time, and only one girl gets to go to school. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Day. Yeah, but uh, check that out. What okay. happened on Monday? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's wrap up, man, because I know you you want to get a workout in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been great catching up with you. Great veering off topic with you as well. Um, I guess let's just steer it back on course here. It is homecoming week, yeah, which is unique for this matchup. But what's it like just being back here as a, a former Tiger uh, in this building? First of all, which is you know, pretty 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 amazing building. I'm sure you, yeah. you're a little bit jealous that you didn't get to experience bit, it fully as a player, bit. but um, that's that's part of the that's kind of I mean even going back to my high school days, that's part of like being an uh, an alumnus of an athletic program is. There's always something newer and nicer yeah, around the corner. Yeah. So you, you know you got to experience something better than the previous generation. You keep building on that. But homecoming week to get to be back here, to to get to be able to use this facility to continue to pursue your dream. Just how how cool is it being around campus from a different perspective where you're not you know in the playbook mm. and in the meetings every day, but you're you're still a part of this program, and this family. Um, you know, uh, I still come up here like you said and work out. I see my guys, you know, in the hall stuff like that. Um. But as far as you know, this week and this game, um, first and foremost, I am going to tailgate <laughs> for the really tailgate yeah. for the first time. You know, um, first time ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like as a kid. You know, in, in high school, um, I was coming up here for the games. You know, recruiting. Yeah. So I would see the tailgates. You know, but no, I'm gonna tailgate <laughs> this weekend. What's on tap for the tailgate? Oh man. Um, well, I'll probably ended up. Um, not that I've experienced. Um, any beer drinking, or am I, I? Not that I am at all an experienced beer drinking, but uh, drinker. But um, hey, maybe some Modelo, some Heineken Light, there you maybe go. some uh, um, Shiner Bock, you know, yeah, something like yeah, that. Uh, yeah. You never know. So hey, we'll see. What kind of food? You know, it's on the menu. Oh man, like I said, whatever I can come across, man. But if I got a hey um, box combo, can yak it up? <laughs> let's do it. I'm back at home. Let's have fun. All right, Bruiser, it's great catching up with you. Hopefully uh, some people will see you around campus on Saturday. They can yeah. invite you to their tailgate. You can get yeah. some free food out of it. But uh, it's been fun catching up with you, fun batting around a bunch of different topics. Yeah. Um, anytime that you want to come back on on Hey Fighting Podcast, podcast you are more than welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So everybody, um, make sure to follow me, too. I don't know if you're going to. Yeah, make plug. sure to follow me at This Is Bruiser on all my social medias and be on the lookout for my show, Not A Vlog, which is going to be coming to a screen near you soon. There we go. All right, Bruiser. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Thank you. Light nights of old We fight to hold The glory of The purple and gold Come on, you tigers I said fight, fight, fight Victory for Victory for Victory for LSU We are number Number one Victory for 